Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist. In this episode, we'll be hearing about pharmacy entrepreneurship, and you'll hear about replicable models for revenue for MTM and pharmacogenomics. Our guest, Blair Tielemeyer, has hosted an online summit called Elevate Pharmacy Summit with the NCPA Innovation Center. And Blair will be sharing her story of how losing a job as a hospital pharmacist helped her to develop her business acumen and now teach many others that they can also build their own pharmacy consulting businesses. We're really excited to have Blair on the show today. And if you want to check out the show notes, make sure to visit www.pharmacyadvisory.com and be sure to follow us on Instagram, uh, talk to your pharmacist, and I am on Twitter at Hill Blackburn. All right. So today we have a special guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Our guest is Blair Tielemeyer, who is a pharmacy business coach and virtual conference producer. Most recently, she's jumped into the pharmacogenomics space. Blair is a graduate of the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences Pharmacy School and did her pre-work at the University of Arkansas. Blair, welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, Blair, now that our listeners have heard a little bit about your background, maybe you can fill in any gaps from that intro and maybe share a little bit about your personal life. Okay. Well, I'll I'll start from the beginning of my story, which, uh, as you mentioned, I graduated in 2011. I was working as a clinical hospital pharmacist up until 2014. And in 2014, the local hospital that I was working for was forced to cut back our hours. So in doing so, I was dropped from full-time to PRN. So like, cutting all my benefits and my hours. And at the time, I was about six months pregnant with my daughter, with my first child. And that just caught me so off guard. I was, of course, beyond upset. But I also, you know, it was that time in my pregnancy that I didn't really want to go out and look for another, like, full-time position. I didn't want to be have to driving back and forth you know, an hour each way to go to work. So what I did was reached out to my local network. And many of my friends here are pharmacy owners, actually. So reached out to them. Uh, They had, you know, been asking me to do some relief work in the past. And I had, because my husband and I didn't have kids at the time. So I had those relationships already in place. So that's what I did throughout 2014, even after the baby came. I really just worked a bunch of different places doing PRN relief work. 
So in 2015, I started doing MTM for some of those pharmacies. They knew about my clinical background. They knew that MTM was important. You know, they kept getting these things that they had patients that were due and that it was impacting their star ratings, but they didn't really know what that meant or, you know, how to approach the patients and how to make sure that they were doing a good job with it, which I didn't at the time either. So I pretty much trained myself from day one on how to do MTM. But once I kind of figured it out and learned how to do it and started seeing patients doing their CMRs, I absolutely fell in love with that service, that clinical service. And it was something that I hadn't been feeling that love for pharmacy lately. So it was something I was like, I have to do more of this. I want to build my consulting business. So as I was out there looking at how to build this consulting business, I started getting uh, business coaching. I set up my LLC. I started doing all these entrepreneurial type ventures. And in the meantime, I was working on building my LinkedIn presence. So I was writing about MTM on my blog kind of for myself, because that's really how I learn. I read it and then I process it and teach it back in the form of writing or, or some kind of presentations. And that's how I learned best. So that's what I was doing on my blog and sharing it on my LinkedIn. And that's when people started reaching out to me and saying, what is MTM consulting? What is it that you're doing? And, you know, at the time I was just like, oh, I just, you know, do MTM for my friends. It's not that big of a deal. And they were like, well, how do I do that? You know, how, how do I translate that into my local community and go out and help these independent community pharmacists that, you know, maybe there are only one owner stores and they don't have anyone to help them with the MTM program. So in September of 2015, I started taking on a few one-on-one -on -one coaching clients to see if I could help these pharmacists you know, build these consulting relationships with their, their local pharmacies. So I did that. It was successful. And I had many more people that reached out to me in the meantime. So what I decided to do was put that coaching program together in an online course, which is the Pharmapreneur Academy. So that is how I guess my entrepreneurial journey got started and since then, it's just grown to include, you know, like you said, pharmacogenomic testing and working in physicians' offices and, you know, macro and MIP scores. And then most recently, we launched the Elevate Pharmacy Virtual Summit um, as a joint venture with the NCPA Innovation Center. So it's been a crazy ride the last four years, but it's really it's been the most exciting time of my career. Yeah, well, that that's very interesting. I love getting to hear more about how people got their start. And you hit on a few things that I want to dig a little deeper in. Um, but I really love the model that you've identified because a, a lot of times, you know, when you're in the day to day and you are taking care of patients and filling prescriptions, sometimes you don't have that 
time dedicated to be able to provide MTM and do the the detailed comprehensive medication reviews. Um, and so your model of offering uh, or being a consultant to these pharmacies and going in and you're, you know, they're, you're like their extra man on the team uh, and are just focused on MTM. Sounds like it's a really good um, way for other pharmacists out there to you know, specialize uh, in that and then and then build up a, a customer base um, of pharmacies. So I love that model. I think that's uh, really interesting and a good partnership, um, building those clinical skills and then supporting uh, existing pharmacies. Um, so you spoke a little bit about uh, being entrepreneurial minded and touched on the Pharmapreneur Academy. Uh, tell a little bit more about what that is. So it's grown a lot since we launched it in January of 2016. Now it is up to 10 lessons. I'm actually working on recording my 11th lesson right now, but the way I've structured it, the first Beginning lessons are like very beginner basic. If you have never run a business, if you don't have an LLC, if you don't know the first thing to start about marketing and talking to, if you want to go work in a physician's office, going and talk to them or talking to patients in your local rotary club about pharmacogenomic testing or whatever. So the first few lessons really lays the groundwork for how to see yourself as an entrepreneur. It We talk about personal finance because it's a huge shift to go from full-time pharmacist salary to building a, you know, a brand new startup business. So there's a lot of different aspects of entrepreneurship that I was surprised by, but I want to make sure that the Academy members are prepared for And then we also have pharmacists in there who are pharmacy owners. They're the ones that they've definitely got the groundwork. You know, they've they've owned a store for years and now they're hearing about these more advanced clinical services that pharmacists can do in the the pharmacy setting. So they are coming to me saying, I've got this physician they're wanting to refer me patients and have me do chronic care management or point of care testing or whatever it may be on their patients. But I just don't know how to bill for it, document it, you know, make sure it's legal, write up a collaborative practice agreement. So that's what the last few lessons. So I would say the first five are beginner, basic, laying the groundwork. And then the last five are much more advanced. And once you've got this model and you've got it set up, here's how you grow it. And here's how you really offer a lot of value to the patients and providers that you're working with. So it's it's an e-course. It's a community. We have forums. We have monthly member calls. We have all of the Elevate Summit videos are in there as well. And it's just a really it's a great support for pharmacists who are looking to do something more in their career. Yeah. Well, that that's interesting. And, and I love that uh, we're now in the age of, of technology and on-demand learning. And so 
uh, people are able to get out there and search around. And I love the the term pharmapreneur. I think that's really clever and catchy and uh, and really great that you've been able to grow and build uh, that resource for pharmacists. Uh, so Blair, uh, share a little bit more about uh, what the Elevate Pharmacy Summit is and some, you know, how how that came together. Um, and what were some of the areas that you really decided or chose to focus on uh, providing education with that Elevate Pharmacy Summit? So with the summit, you know, I've been in the online business marketing space for a while now, and I saw other industries doing these things called virtual summits. I didn't really know what that meant, but I attended a few and I thought this would be so cool to bring pharmacists on and talk to them about what they were doing in their businesses. So I had been going to pharmacy conferences for a while. It became harder and harder for me to attend because now I have two small children. And I just thought that the pharmacy owners and the consultants and the people that were in between jobs that I wanted to be able to serve that maybe wouldn't have the resources or the time to travel to these meetings would still want to have this information. And I thought the internet was a great way to share it in a very affordable way. So in 2017, I put together kind of a, a pilot summit just to see how it would go. And it was very well received. We ended up over the full year having about 1,800 pharmacists attend. But what was really cool about it to me was they weren't just U.S. pharmacists. They were from Australia. They were from Israel. They were from the U.K. I mean, it was fun watching on my dashboard how many different countries were being represented at the at the summit. So I did that in 2017. And, you know, I really admire the work of the NCPA. I think that they're a great resource for entrepreneurs. So we, you know, we had kind of talked before the call about entrepreneurship is is very important to me. And I, I really feel called to help pharmacists improve their business acumen. So it seemed like a great fit. So I've worked this year with the NCPA Innovation Center to put together the summit. So what it is, is I interviewed pharmacy owners, consultant pharmacists who are working in physicians' offices, people that weren't pharmacy related industries at all. So I interviewed a a speaking coach who we talked about how to do like a Facebook live video. I talked to a hiring specialist that talked about how to stack your team so that you have a bunch of rock star team members that can actually help you accomplish some of these things. Because as we all know, we are so busy, we can't do everything by ourselves. So I, we did end up doing about 26 interviews for this year's summit that launched in March 2018. And the NCPA was able to provide CE credits for the summit. So it was such a great experience. And we had 
you know, another about 1500 people sign up in just the first summit this year. So I expect to have a lot more registrations because we're going to start doing like one day mini summits on specific topics. So I think the first one we'll probably focus on doing, and I'm looking for speakers for right now, is in the area of pharmacogenomic testing. Because as you mentioned, that's kind of my new business baby that I'm working on right now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wanted to ask you more about that. So uh, yes, pharmacogenomics is just really taking off. And uh, I'd love to hear how you came to the decision to jump into this space and and what we can or or what is it that you're you're wanting to build and grow and maybe people who are wanting to move into that niche can can learn more and check out what you're doing. Absolutely. So pharmacogenomic testing has been on my radar for a couple of years now. I've always been interested in how it can be used in combination with MTM. So everything I do kind of ties back to the medication therapy management piece. That is my core service to patients. But with pharmacogenomic testing, it can allow me to make better decisions about where to start a new therapy or discontinue an old one or, you know, what would be the safest therapy for the patient. So I'm starting this business to kind of provide a mock business experiment is what I'm calling it, because my goal ultimately is to share this model with other pharmacists and pharmacy owners so they can just take it and put it in their store and not have to recreate everything I've done. So I'm lining up the software, I'm lining up the testing labs that we're going to be using, the um, marketing materials, lots of different stuff. Even the the outreach that I'm doing for the local doctors here. So the opportunity that I saw here locally was we have a counseling center and the psychiatrist was requiring all of their patients to get a pharmacogenomic test. And so, I, you know, I kind of was asking people about, well, what did you think of your results? And they thought, well, it was really cool. You know, they told me what my red, green, and yellow medicines were for my psych drugs. And so I kind of, well, what about your diabetic drugs and what about your antihypertensives and, and all of those? Did it have that information on there? And they were like, well, no, not really. And he didn't talk about that, obviously, because he's a psychiatrist. So I saw a need for someone to step in and say, hey, you've already done this test. You've already paid for it. Let's use that raw genetic data and I can put it into my system and follow you, essentially. So I could follow a person who, you know, I'm, I'm actually targeting ADHD and children on anxiety and antidepressants. But I can use that genetic test that was done when they were, say, a teenager and be able to provide guidance throughout that person's life on, you know, here's the medications you should avoid. Because once you have that test, it's a lifetime test. So I would like to be the person that 
you know, I they're maybe diagnosed with some new diagnosis and they are able to call and say, you know, what would you recommend based on this person's genetic test? So that was the opportunity I saw and what I'm working on putting together now. And of course, I'm sharing my story and sharing the journey and all the results on my blog at the btpharmacyconsulting.com. Okay, interesting. And thanks for uh, letting all the listeners know where to find you. Uh, btpharmacyconsulting.com, everyone. And so Blair, when you were getting into the pharmacogenomics, did you do any, have you found any really great resources or, or training to, you know, get people up to speed uh, on that area? So it kind of depends on the lab that you use. A lot of labs will have some training resources for the pharmacist. I myself have enrolled in the University of Colorado's pharmacogenomic uh, training certificate program, I guess. And so it, it's a 12-week course that you go through and learn like more advanced stuff about pharmacogenomics. So what I tell pharmacists about pharmacogenomic testing is you really already have a lot of the information that you need to know. You can look up pharmacogenomic data in your Lexicomp. So if you were just wanting to know whether one drug interacted with a cytochrome, you know, 2D6 or whatever, you could look up that drug and see whether or not that would be an issue for that drug. So the the information is there. The FDA provides information on the genetic test. And I think that pharmacists are really the most equipped to be able to take that data and share it with patients and make decisions based upon it because we really are the only ones that got a whole semester of pharmacokinetics. And so taking, you know, any extra certifications to me is is definitely important if you're going to be looking at the patient as a whole, like I'm doing. So looking at the patient moving forward throughout their lives, what, um, you know, food drug interactions they might be having. We're also going to look at nutrient depleting drugs. So figuring out which vitamins and supplements would help uh, enhance the effects of their medications and help them to be more effective. So there's, there are tons of information out there, and if anyone wants to know which certificate programs or whatever that I'd recommend, they're welcome to to email me, and I'd be happy to point them in the right direction. Yeah, that's really helpful. Thanks, Blair, for offering that. And I, I definitely agree. I think that it's a really big opportunity for pharmacists. Um, there are over 160 medication labels now uh, that include information from the FDA for people with certain genetic makeups. And, um, you know, a lot of times I think even in some some interviews with physicians, uh, they are are stating a need where they don't necessarily have time to review all of those results with their patients. And so what, you know, when I hear something like that, I'm thinking, oh, wow, what a great opportunity for pharmacy to come in and provide that support. And so I think it's uh, really smart that you're uh, 
kind of staying ahead of the curve and looking at uh, where the pain points are and uh, where uh, you as a pharmacist can bring uh, value and and bring bring a solution to those pain points. So I think it, that's really great work. Um, so Blair, what excites you about the future of pharmacy? Oh, wow. So many things. So as I mentioned, I'm really, I'm more excited about my career than ever before. So I, I love the opportunity for pharmacists to offer more enhanced clinical services in the pharmacy. So what does that mean? Say, for instance, Arkansas just passed a new uh, board of pharmacy regulation that allows us to do point of care testing. So say someone comes in they're you know, they feel horrible. They don't want to go to the doctor. You can tell that they've got something going on. They, they look like they have the flu. They've just got that look to them. And you can provide through a collaborative agreement a flu swab for that person to keep them from having to go into the physician's office and spend an hour there and then come back to the pharmacy and spend another few hours. I think by making these tests and everything available through collaborative agreements, we're going to catch the flu earlier in people because they'll be less likely to be like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll get better in a few days. I'll give it a few more days. And in the meantime, they're just spreading it like wildfire. So I really think that that's where pharmacists have an opportunity to, when someone comes up, they don't feel good. They're looking for like Theraflu or something like that. Then you have that opportunity to, if you have a collaborative agreement in place and can do point of care testing, just swab their nose real quick. And if you get a positive result, hey, there's your Tamiflu and, you know, go ahead and start taking it. Shorten the course and get that patient feeling better much more quickly. And then you've done a great service to the patient, to the community. I know that some physicians have pushed back saying, oh, that's their territory or that's their turf. Well, what I say to that is, on the other hand, they say they're too busy to do anything, you know, to really spend time with patients. So, you know, if you're saying you're too busy to do something and someone else is there to provide assistance, to me, that just makes sense that the pharmacist can step in and say, hey, you know, I am equipped to do this. It's within my scope of practice I would like to be this resource to the community for you. And that's really what the Academy is all about, is about identifying these opportunities that we can provide, you know, patient population health and, you know, also generate some revenue. Of course, we would be, you know, charging the patient probably cash out of their pocket for that uh, that flu swab, and then of course the Tamiflu prescription dispensing it. So that's just another source of revenue that pharmacists can build that would be fairly simple to to set up in their community. Well, that is such a great example, and I love that uh, you are continuing to look at where the areas of opportunity are and continuing to grow. You didn't just stop at MTM. You're looking at you know, what's next? Okay, well, we can expand our uh, and advance the practice with 
pharmacogenomics and then, you know, point of care testing. I think that's a great example uh, of, you know, really helping uh, those acute needs. Um, and it's something that that pharmacy could can certainly play a great role. And so, uh, Blair, as our final question, what is some advice that you would tell your younger self or to those who are just getting started in their career? I would say for me, it would have been finding a mentor earlier. And what I mean by that is I, you know, I was going through my career, but I, it, I was in my own bubble. So I really didn't look outside of the possibilities that were right here in front of me in my local community. So when I started working with a business coach, I started connecting with other women who they weren't pharmacists at all. They were in completely different industries, but they helped open my eyes to see what the possibilities were, to see where my deficiencies, where my skills were lacking And that really helped me grow as a person and as a business owner. So what I've done for the past two years is is called a mastermind. So there was a group of six of us women in 2017 and eight of us in 2016 that I just I worked with them for about six months. We met twice a month. And we really dug into each other's businesses and we shared ideas and we weren't afraid to dream big. And so that's that's what I'm excited about. And being able to offer that in the pharmacy space now is something that excites me. So I think I mentioned to you, I'm going to be in Nashville uh, once in June for the Pioneer Conference, but again in September And in September, I'm going to be facilitating a mastermind for female pharmacist entrepreneurs, female pharmapreneurs. So what that will look like is a workshop for, you know, the the uh, breakfast portion of it through breakfast and lunch. We're going to kind of do a workshop that has to do with, you know, hiring and marketing yourself and prescriber detailing and going out and, you know, figuring out how to present yourself when faced with an opportunity. I want, I want pharmacists to learn how to market themselves from a perspective of being able to develop a personal brand and going out and saying, this is why you should come to my pharmacy because we're the best at this and really niching down and thinking about what, what you're best at, where your skills are, what patients you want to work with. And I think that's a little bit different in pharmacy because, you know, in the past we've kind of been like come one, come all. But I think moving forward in the future, we're going to have to get much more specific about here's the patient that I can really help. And here's the patients we're looking for for our pharmacy. Because as I mentioned with the genetic testing, yeah, it can be applied to anyone, but I'm focusing on children and young adults on ADHD, anti-anxiety and depression medicines, because it's easier to refer someone to me when I'm that specific with my criteria. So I think that pharmacy is going to need to do a bit of a rebrand itself. And I would love to work with 
you know, those leaders, those female entrepreneurs that are leading in the pharmacy space. And so that's what we're going to be doing at the Lowe's Hotel uh, in Nashville on September 22nd. We're going to be meeting, doing the workshop, building your skills, you know, making some strategic objectives so that you can plan for the next year. And then that afternoon, we will uh, move into the masterminding portion to where we go around the room and each person gets like 20 minutes to ask the advice of the group. So it could be like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a genetic testing program in my area. You know, what, where should I start? Where do you see the opportunities for me? And then they kind of describe their business and their community and we just brainstorm, you know, it's, it's so much fun to be part of something that feels like something bigger than just yourself. So that's what I'm working on now is putting together that, that workshop for the end of September and really offering the support to female business owners specifically through this workshop, but also business owners in general through the academy. Yeah, well, that's so exciting. Uh, I'm sure I'll, I and others would love to check out the uh, workshop that you've got coming to Nashville in September. And I definitely agree having a mentor and being able to connect and bounce ideas off of others is just so invaluable. So thanks so much, Blair, for sharing uh, some with us today. And it was a pleasure to have you as a guest on the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode. Again, be sure to check out the show notes at www.pharmacyadvisory.com and to be following me on Twitter at Hill Blackburn and on Instagram as Talk to Your Pharmacist. Lots of ways to connect. 